You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey all, welcome to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 38 and I am your co-host Clark from 5 Card Guys on Instagram. And with me as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John who is trade you at recess on IG. Now off the top, I actually wanted to talk about this in our last episode, but we ran out of time. So let's lead with it in this episode. And that's the news last week or the week before that eBay is now offering an authenticity guarantee for raw trading cards valued at least $750 US or more. So what that looks like practically, I believe, is that if a trading card worth more than $750 is sold on eBay, whether it's a bin offer or an on auction, the card has to get sent to eBay where they authenticate it using the grading company CSG to do so. Then if it checks out, the card is then sent from eBay to the buyer. This only applies to non-auto, non-patch raw cards. And the service is currently only being offered for buyers and sellers in the continental US. So that doesn't apply to us as Canadian eBayers, but I know we have a lot of American podcast listeners who will definitely be impacted by this. So what do you guys think in general? Do you like the move or is it an unnecessary step that just delays the shipping time of cards? I think it's 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 kind of crazy, to be honest. Like I think... Uh, just adding a step in the process to authenticate. I've been buying raw cards over 750 bucks for the last two, three years with no issues. So there's that. But it's not to say that I get the idea, right? Like I get why they did it. Um, so I guess I'm not against well, why? it. What's that? Why do you think it's the main reason why they're doing it? Just to give <sighs> people assurance? Yeah, I think just people- assurance. But I don't think it's... It, it was well thought of because I, I just feel like there's so much there's so much gray area in that in that area. For instance, you know, we're talking about a seven hundred and fifty dollar card. What happens to five figure raw cards? Like we're talking the same breadth mm. of seven hundred and fifty dollars as ten thousand dollar cards. And I have a, a little tidbit about that, the reason why I bring up amounts and and why they're important, but I'll let you guys uh kinda um, I okay. guess talk about what your thoughts are on it, but I, I I just think it's interesting. It's 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 always fun to see kind of all these uh, moves that these big companies make because obviously they're trying to do it with intention, but right. um, execution is is another story, right? So I, I I get the I get the intention, but I'm scared a little bit of the execution that the right people aren't handling the cards properly. I'll say that. Right. Got it, John. What do you think? Do you guys know how much it costs to use this service? No, it's. Uh, I, I believe it's. Do they, they take of, like an extra cut, or is it just no, like? I, it's just a service that, that eBay eBay's providing on all raw uh, just cards, free, just a guarantee. Like a free yeah, service? so it'll basically um, on raw cards, it'll say guaranteed authenticity uh, on the post, like the eBay eBay guarantees it. And what what happens is essentially the card is uh, sent out uh, to Florida, I, I believe, and then. It's mm-hmm. um, it's authenticated by CSG and then uh, uh, eBay sends it out from there directly to the the, the winning bidder um, 
of the auction or whatever, right? So, and then right. it's uh, it's basically um, I was actually uh, interested in in the packaging. I think that's uh, the biggest question mm. because I think people are having issues, and and I'm 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 saying red flags all over the place because. Uh, just to give uh, you an example, uh, there's two examples where uh, the users, the, the the buyers were very unhappy with the packaging. And when I say that, it comes uh, with a um, in a small thin box. And you guys could see it. Uh, we'll link a, a video. But uh, the package is really like like flat like i'm like you're shipping some yeah yeah, i'm you're shipping a rock hard (laughs) and that that thing's gonna get mangled that's my first thought so anyways the reason why i talk about (laughs) high graded rock hards because there was a a very very rare ken griffey jr that closed Mm -hmm. on auction for thirty three thousand dollars okay there's only known a couple of these cards and it's a 1997 i gotta look this up because it's super rare it's a 1997 donruss crusade ken griffey jr red refractor it's a sample so it's uh it's numbered to 25 but it closed on bids at thirty three thousand one hundred dollars and this is with the ebay authenticity so anyways it goes through the process and checks the whole box um fast forward the 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 guy who spent thirty three thousand dollars finally got this remember there's only like two or three of in existence of these cards right so the guy receives the card it's in this flat little box no. Right, and eBay puts oh, this man. back blue end uh, thing with these elastic bands to hold the card saver in place. They put it a card saver. Oh my god! In this blue thing, in this rubber band. So when he received the Kangaroo Junior, the elastic was actually bending the, the card. Yeah, the card saver. No way. Yeah, at, at the corner, but you could see it. They kind of tilted sideways because the elastic bands are kind of like diagonal from each other to hold it in place, almost right. like the like a grade school picture photo or you know one of those <laughs> things where you stick the corner on the top left and then the top bottom and then it stays kind of stays in there. It's kind of like that. But he he took pictures of the way he received it, and I'm just like that is a thirty three thousand dollar rock hard. That this is the Scary. process that they received oh and. And the reason why I bring up this nightmare is it wasn't the only one. There was also a, a Fleer Retro. Um, it was it, I forgot who it was. It was a Marvel card that sold for twenty five hundred. Same thing. It was it was outside of the card saver. So it oh was I'm sorry. It was outside of the card saver and uh, and the penny sleeve. So the corner was just exposed and the card was tilted sideways. Obviously, to avoid the last, that's what it looked like for at least my angle. But yeah, you could check all this out. It's it's freaking wow. wild. But um, and uh, I believe the user uh, for the thirty three thousand dollar Kangaroo Junior, um, you could check out his videos. Uh, it's Joey Peapod, Joey underscore Peapod on Instagram, and mm-hmm. he's also on Blowout Forums. He he has uh, pictures of the way he received the Kangaroo Junior, and. Honestly, I ship out cards slabs every day, and I protect the crap out of them. I'm telling you, I put extra void fill, and we're talking about $500 slabs, $1,000 slabs. $33,000 raw card in this little flat plastic or flat cardboard you know, mailer. And on top of that, the return address of exactly the address where high-end raw cards are shipping from. That's just, to me, that's just theft Mm. waiting to happen. So all these Mm. things, I get why they did it. But when it's executing, actually executed, there's a lot of red flags. So I'm just 
that's what I've kind of noticed in sure. my research. Like, I can't hate on it yet because we don't know where this is all going, right? But yeah, yeah. that's kind of the my two pennies on 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 this uh, this, this thing. Now, I was gonna I was gonna say I I, I like it, but now I, I like the idea, know. but like, it gives you the peace of mind. But come on, yeah. like if if you're if you're trying to execute it, and now like think think. Okay, we opened up a new department in Florida. Uh, you'll be shipping out raw cards, and here's this 20, 20 year old kid who's you know looking for a job. You know he 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 gets it because you know he he gets that job, and he's shipping out you know thirty three thousand dollar cards now. Who knows if that's the case or not? But that to me worries me because if I'm buying from a true hobbyist, he knows already how to package it, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's going to a third party and then third party. Uh, ships it out like it's just an extra step step in the process that really really makes me nervous right so mm, yeah yeah i mean you already addressed a lot of those concerns that i had or that i've heard from other collectors like mm. with the extra hands if it gets damaged whose fault is it like who pays for that right, um, right. that's a big question but um yeah i like the idea of it to give the buyers assurance um, that it's a real card and i guess it's a service that ebay thought of offering because a lot of people do sell raw cards on the marketplace right so so there's definitely a need um for me i look at it the other way like as a seller as a new seller it might be better for you right Right. if you have low ratings like you you know people might not be um as hesitant now with this kind of program to buy raw cards right. if there's this eBay authentic- authentication process. So as a newer seller, there's definitely a pro, but um, maybe it's just a matter of, you know, making the execution is better, right? Mm. Uh, maybe we put in a box with filler and and make sure it's packaged nice and tight, you know, and and then that'll allay some of the I, I honestly, worries. I honestly don't know what eBay was thinking. And you know what? I use eBay so I can't dog them but to sell my slabs, obviously. But in terms of packaging, I actually have a packaging uh, background in um, in, in the mm-hmm. real world. Yeah, right, right. Um, so like I I deal with uh, – I, I, I guess I dealt with a lot of uh, uh, expensive packaging, how to protect, you know, making sure whether it's, uh, you know, computer parts or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, when I, you guys just take a look at this packaging, it is amateur hour, you know, to the max, like we're talking about, (laughs) what are you thinking? Like we're talking penny sleeve of raw card into, uh, um, single card saver, a card saver. That's crazy. You you put a a team bag in, in that card saver and then you, you put it like it's a, it's a plaque or an award in a little paper slit, right. Or like that, uh, elastic it's it's nuts and then the <laughs> the the flatness of the package like that boggles my mind so i i just think there needs to be changes in that aspect where hey take a look at your packaging and realize hey this is the wrong way to do it period no if honestly if i received a card like that in the mail i'm i'm contacting the guy i bought it from and rightfully so if i ship somebody that card i deserve to get contacted that's all I'm saying, right? So mm-hmm. I guess being used to it uh, in the hobby as opposed to, okay, now that big money's in, you know, here, this is corporate, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that eBay wouldn't do their research to know 
this is what the hobby likes or these, you know, be a little bit more aware of the community and how the shipping and packaging works. Because if you have any awareness at all, like even if we were on a couple of Facebook groups and we're completely brand new to the hobby space and you just literally ask a simple question like, hey, how do you guys package? Tons of people are going to be like, boom, boom, this bubble mailer, wrap it in this, you know, like there's lots of ways to do it. Like it's it's very easy to be in tune with the hobby and what the hobby likes and how they like to receive their cards and how they like it protected. So I'm surprised that either they chose to ignore that or they just didn't do any kind of research or anything to know be in tune with the hobby right so that's i'm gonna choose b they did absolutely zero research in that area (laughs) yeah man that's (laughs) crazy yeah i think they're growing into it like you know ebay is a marketplace for not just cards right for a million other things so maybe they see this oh you know this is a growing segment of our business and maybe uh once they really realize that they're still the number one marketplace whether you like it or not they'll uh, put some more resources into you know this trading card business right so we'll see one step forward two steps back or two steps back one step forward one of, something like that <laughs> so for us uh the lesson is just ship graded cards ship graded cards. Yeah, exactly <laughs> all right before moving along then to our next segment on the topic of authentication there was a sale of a psa genuine graded card of the iconic t206 Honus Wagner for a mere 475000 at SCP auctions. And you might be asking why so cheap? Because the catch is that the card was literally torn in half. So uh, I'm not sure what to think of this, honestly. But what do you guys think? This is the physical manifestation of fractional fractional shares, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's worth half of it. So somebody wanted half a card. They couldn't afford the full amount. They got half a card. It's it's the physical manifestation. I think it's wild. I think it's crazy. That card, you could barely see his face. Part of his face is ripped off. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that, well, it's it's the first card that I think sold under a million dollars post-COVID. Mm. Um, so I think, I think it's pretty crazy that, you know, somebody actually got that much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's wild. But it is it just shows you how rare the card is. Like you can't like try buying one now. Right. Right. And it all like, I think it also shows you that if one of these big boy Honus Wagners pop up, I think we've got our first ten ten million dollar card, right? For sure. <laughs> right. Last we one was at six that, six, yeah. right? Yeah. Well and that's that that's not if three. yeah, uh, uh, uh that's not if um a, a modern card like the I guess uh, a, a stupid uh, modern card that goes for ten mil. That's what we were saying yeah, yeah, yeah. before, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might yeah, think you might be crazy. right there, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one baby. Of our previous pick ones. I think you're you're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what's weird? After staring at that card for a bit and just being in awe of the unbo- how it sold for half a million dollars, um, I, I actually surprisingly I actually like that card. I don't know. There's just something about it, even though it's ripped in half, it's it's not like it looks like it was, it was probably torn long time ago, like back in the day when it first came out. So it's got a lot of like wear and tear and there's a lot of character in that card. I don't know. It's it's just one of those, like I stare at it and it looks like a character card. And uh, I'm like, hey man, I, that's a, the character is a part of the nostalgia or the story behind the card. I don't know. I For some reason, normally I'm totally like a PSA 10. Everything's got to be minty, minty. 
But I was just looking at that's the card, far I'm like, from a PSA ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I for some reason I didn't mind it at all. I actually thought it was pretty cool. Here, there, here's a quick pick one for you guys. Four set four hundred seventy five thousand uh, dollar Honus Wagner ripped in half, or a four hundred seventy five thousand dollar Jason Dominguez Super Fractor. <laughs> if you want to pay. sold on golden right yeah, yeah. For that much, no, that much. So honus, which, honus wagner no no that's issues crazy. honus wagner all day man that, yeah i know that's crazy the dominguez is the crazier one yeah i i, I go for dominguez I, I, i'm like scratching my head i'm like you know what that that could actually go up a lot in value you know you just never yeah. know what with, with dominguez Right. Clark, the most or, conservative of the three, going for the Dominguez. No, you know what? For me, it's about the the luck of the card. Like it's it's shiny. You're getting a full. It's you're getting a full. One. You're getting a full one, the, not half of one. I can see. I can see Dominguez's <laughs> full head in the photo. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But uh, but you're right. It could go to zero. <laughs> right. He's, he's never played a major league game, right? And a lot can happen from now until then. But. But yeah, I like the potential, obviously. But yeah, they, that for me, the Honus Wagner cut in half. Yeah, that's that's crazy, it's crazy money crazy, for yeah. that. <laughs> for <just> that. Crazy. <laughs> you know, maybe a hundred k. You know, mm-hmm. that would be crazy too. But like half a million. Oh man, like that that goes to show um, the market for high end, super high end cards is right. is healthy still. Absolutely. You know, it's recession proof, one hundred percent. Right, hundred percent. Specifically that card, like that's how. Amongst yeah, the, the card, high, right? high-end collectors, it's a card. Yeah, yeah, they don't care what condition it comes in; like they just want it. True, obviously true. Obviously <laughs> true. Yeah. Okay, that was fun. Uh, let's move on now then to hobby headlines. I'm sure you guys already heard this story as well, but the big chase in this year's Panini Flawless Basketball is the one-of-one one LeBron James Triple Logo Man card, and it. Features his jerseys when he played for the Cavs, the Heat, and the Lakers. So all three of the teams that he's played for. And there's been a bounty put on it by Jared Blesnick, who's this high-end sports card investor, for $1 million. Now, before I get into what I really want to discuss for this segment, I want to ask you guys, if you pulled that card, would you sell it for $1 million to Blesnick? Well, that's the bounty, isn't it? That's just the bounty? So would you... Yeah, hundred percent. No, no. For me, no question. I would. Okay. If I pull that thing, yeah, I'm selling it right away. Hmm. I. You know what? I had no. I. I Knowing heard the story. that he. Yeah. Sorry. Go. Ahead. I. I had. The, I heard the story. I had no idea it was a triple logo man from the t- three teams. That's pretty crazy. I thought it was just a normal, like Lakers logo man. I was like, oh, why does he have a bounty on a Lakers logo man? Mm. That's yeah, that's pretty wild logo though. Man. Triple logo man, all game worn. I'm assuming because they're, they're all game worn, right? I think so. Wow, Knowing that crazy. there's a million dollar bounty, I would sell it to him for one point five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, yeah. Oh, hang on, wait. How how much is uh, this uh, Mister Blesnick worth? I hope it's more than one million. Because no, that, he's 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 a big deal. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, so, isn't see, he like a high roller in like the casinos too? He's a pro or a former pro poker player. Okay, yeah. So there. that's that's why in. It, I'm telling you, money when you when you play at that level, it's 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 a yeah. different game. The mindset's right. totally different. Like we could say, we could say that's crazy, a million dollars for a card. It's like they're saying a million dollars only. Like this is a one of one. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be five, right? And for us, we laugh at that. We laugh at that because it never makes sense for us. It's like what? Like we're here hustling, you know, 
trying to make a living and you know here but that's that's the whole point it's we're playing at a whole different level when it comes to high end the high end market right Right. and that's why i don't think we realize yeah is it crazy absolutely to us is it crazy Mm -hmm. to them absolutely not because to them that's what they do they 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 have the capital to literally just drop because that's to them that's a great investment it's it's yeah. a, it's more of a PC or an investment type and there's only one in the world right so i could see extreme extreme value right. um and it being a cheap purchase even though it sounds crazy and stupid but we've seen the market do stupid and crazy things right so you know if uh if a gold 2021 prism lebron's going for i don't know what that was it was uh was it a couple hundred k or 400 k i forgot it yeah, was somewhere there yeah a million dollar bounty on uh on a one-on-one logo, man. I think it's a deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, that being said, I think I would also sell it for $1 million, like, out of convenience. Like, I'm not at that level. And for me, like, oh, I'll take the To, to find the buyer. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's not even an autograph card. And this is actually a good segue into what I really wanted to talk about. Is that, do you think there will always be a super high premium paid for cards with any logo man patch on it? Because it doesn't really appeal to me personally that much, but it looks like there are definitely collectors who value the Logo Man as a super chase card, right? The LeBron card is obviously a little different because it's LeBron and it's a one of one and there are three Logo Mans on it. So that makes it definitely more unique. But generally Mm -hmm. speaking, do you think there will always be a high premium put on cards with the Logo Man patch? Or do you think it's kind of gimmicky and you know, it might lose its value later on. It's just popular now. The Logo Man brand is a little different, I think. Um, as long as Panini doesn't print, which they probably won't because they're running out of cards to print after mm-hmm. 2024, I guess, or is it sooner? So it depends <laughs> on the next couple of years of how many Logo Mans they end up releasing, right? Um, and, right. you know, d- different variations, right, where they're, it's accessible, right? So I think... Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty crazy, but I, I I like the logo man. I think there's there's a lot of uh, appeal to it, and especially at like a one of one. Like, I mean, where else are you gonna find that, right? So it's like history repeats itself. There's strong sales to prove that you know those logo men do sell, right? So. Um, yeah, whether it's without an auto, this one's without an auto, right? Without. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. But isn't the logo man on every uniform? Is is that where they get it from? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. It is. It is. Right? It's on every uniform. Okay, so isn't there? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure too. Isn't yeah. there like a possibility that if they wanted to, they cut out more of these logo mans? Like I don't know what the logistics is of, of getting patch patches like that. But isn't there a possibility of that? Like, I don't see oh, absolutely. anything well, stopping them from doing it, it, that. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it, it's all depending on the manufacturer, right? How mm-hmm. how they basically you know produce it and how exclusive they keep it. The only right. reason why it's worth that much is because the rarity, right? Exactly. So right. as long as they keep it that way, I don't see why not, right? Especially think there's no there's no there's no more Prism or there's no more Panini. Right? right, and we look back in time ten years from now. Hey, who knows, right? People would be like, "Damn, that was 
that was a steal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I personally really, I I love the logo, man. I think it flawless did like an absolute bang banger of a job with these logo, man. I mean, the OG is is the upper deck, but yeah, like flawless with that white background and then that iconic like red, white, and blue uh, color that just pops. It, it I honestly, without looking at price and rarity. I love that card. I would love to to have one, but in terms of long term, I don't know. It's it's kind of on the same lines of like color blast, right? Like when does it stop? There's gonna be a LeBron logo man this year, there's gonna be another one next year, there's gonna be another one next year. By twenty years from now, there's gonna be twenty-five, you know, LeBron logo, logo men. Are yeah. they really gonna be that crazy valuable? I don't know. Maybe they will be because people in the high end space really want it. Uh it's it's tough to say, but I don't know, man. as of right now, it's it's up up and popping so yeah yeah and that's why i asked the question like i think right now it's hot but i'm not 100 percent sure it'll stay hot over the you know you know the next sets that get released and you know even when fanatics takes over like they have access to a lot of merch too right and you know i could see the temptation being there for fanatics to maybe issue a few more logo man cards and then that obviously devalues that will kill it yeah you know That'll kill it thing, completely. Right? right. So I'm nervous about that. I'm not willing to pay a high premium, but I know I know I'm probably not in the majority right now for within high end collectors. Um so I wanted to throw out to you guys other cards with special features, and you tell me if you think there'll always be a high premium for those cards, or again, if it's a gimmick that just happens to be popular now and you could see it fade over time. So staying on the staying on the patch. Um, theme what do you think of the logo patch of team uniforms on cards so it has you know for if it was a um, Steph Curry patch card it's the one with the the bridge and you know you see it it's a team logo yeah sick I love it underrated (laughs) yeah so underrated I think patches in general are so underrated I think they should be worth more to be honest right but if if they're if they're producing multiples then you know, off off just the random thread, then it's different. But right. if they're actually using, you know, a game memorabilia, uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Team so logo patch, same, thumbs up for yeah. sure. Okay. So it's kind of the same thing applies with the logo man. Okay. How about the corporate logo patch? I'm you know, a fan. The Nike. Okay. I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, I love it. Same Thumb, reason? Thumbs yeah. up. Same thing. Thumbs up. <laughs> Huge fan. Love it. All right, so th- that's that's easy. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm like the on the other end. Like, if you're not into the logo, man, then you're kind of probably not into the right. corporate logo. I could see that, <laughs> yeah, team logo. So I guess I'm on that end. So that makes sense. Wait, All right. wait Clark. So what what do you what do you like? He likes he likes he he likes the laundry white tag, the laundry tag <laughs> patch cards that we're gonna talk about. The <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do like the 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 white laundry cloth. Um, patch no no uh, actually yeah the laundry tag patch let's talk about that are you you guys love that too thumbs down you know i know you guys don't like it that's the line where john draws okay you know what i i'm personally not a fan of it right i think it's gimmicky but yeah think of it it's 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 colorful it there's a lot of ipl so i think it's 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 kind of like the poor man's like alternative (laughs) you know what i mean it's like it is it is it is is because because it's like you you, you, you're used yeah. to like crappy, you know, <laughs> patches, and then it's like, oh, multicolor, you know, 
laundry right. tag patch. You're like kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, this this is something, right? So I I could see the appeal that it has. Sure, you right, know. So, right. but I'm not. I mean, okay, I I'll put it this way. I'll take that over like a two color two color patch like something right. that's pretty normal boring yeah just i'll still take lines. the laundry tag that, that that for sure did you guys see okay. um and i don't know if this is real I, I i saw it on somebody's instagram account maybe it was card porn but it was uh i think it was justin herbert um hat like a hat laundry tag one of one but when you look at the laundry tag it says women's on it <laughs> Come on! Yeah. No way! I, I, I could like so you, you gotta. Someone's gotta verify no. what, if that was like a real post. Oh but, my god! Yeah, like I remember seeing that. I was like, what? You know what? That's crazy. That would be worth something to me. I would love that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good story to tell. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I gotta look that up. All right, um, John. You had a couple of ones that uh, that I thought was was good to throw out too. The the cards with the gems or the diamonds, you know, those, those tiny diamonds. Um, what are those called? I can't even remember. It's by uh, Panini. It's just, I think there's um, just the flawless, flawless, right? Flawless, like, like flawless gems or flawless. Okay. Emeralds yeah, or something em- like that. Right, right. Yeah. I think they have uh, emeralds and rubies and. An actual diamond. An actual diamonds, diamonds yeah. yeah. Oh, all those, yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you know when you open oh. the fl- flawless case, yeah, there's always yeah, one yeah, that yeah, has like the yeah, diamond. Yeah. Nothing oh. else though. No autos. It's just their the drawing, like yeah. their photo uh, on their you know classic white panini stock and a small diamond. And then they have a one of one logo man with like the thirty diamonds on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So it's, it's like bejeweled or bedazzled that uh, <laughs> exactly put, yeah. put in your little. Uh, emeralds yeah. and and whatnot yeah. <laughs> so what yeah you, you guys paying a premium for those cards no uh, i'm not i'm not personally yeah or even those bars yeah. i'd rather just big, uh big yeah, thumbs down bars. for me it's just yeah, so that's... so unbelievably gimmicky i, it's, I it makes no zero sense interest, zero you're interest. taking something of value on, in a totally different way and trying to justify that same value into, into a like a sports value. card yeah, yeah like yeah. to me it's like this shouldn't be worth more than the actual gold or silver that's in there. Right. 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 So it's, I it's mean, just tough. It's a tough one for me. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if there's a story behind it, like it's a baseball player's ex-wife's diamond or something, you know, they, they jammed it in there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that'll be worth something. See, there you go. Like if there's a story behind it, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But just like a random diamond into like a sports card, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> right so i think we're all aligned on that that's that's super gimmicky all right and just to kind of pivot a little bit this is different from the patch or or relics and i think we talked about this before in a previous episode but i want to bring it back serial number on cards that happen to be the jersey number of the player we see a premium on those cards i what like it think? i like thumbs it up. thumbes up I like yeah, it. Both of you guys, eh? and yeah. the crazy thing is like i wouldn't personally pay a, a crazy premium but mm-hmm. i think it's it's there's some definite appeal to jersey number cards. I think it's it it, it brings a, a lot of attention as well. And even Beckett, remember we talked about this. They actually designated, I believe, uh, it was a Bo Bichette. Bichette. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it said jersey number in the description, which is crazy. Right. It's like yeah. that they've never done that, but for Beckett to inscribe that in their in their slab, sure. which is which is pretty pretty rad but i'm i'm for jersey number cards 100 percent. it's just as long as they don't change the jersey number <laughs> right <laughs> yeah if but, i uh, yeah go so ahead if i had an if i had an rpa 
choice between like a like say like a BGS nine, and then but a BGS eight was the jersey number. I, for me, I choose the BGS eight with the jersey number. Really? Yeah, I like it, man. I think there's just something. It's just a little bit. It's just unique amongst the pile of the set. Just to have the jersey number, I think it. How about, I don't know. I really like it. Okay, how about this? If they cost the same, so if BGS nine of that card, but then um, but then there's a BGS eight with the jersey number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still go the same. No, that's that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Between oh, if, if okay. it was the same I, price, I guess sorry. there had. Yeah, yeah. I'm there has the to be a stipulation. Number. The jersey number has to be popular. So if it's of some like no name guy rando six yeah like six <laughs> but it was it was like yeah that never really made a name for themselves so like when we talk about like jersey number we we think of mj 23 it's like boom huge appeal because 23 is iconic just the number itself right sure, 77 sure. luka Doncic, right i know guys that sell slabs with the psa numbers that end in seven seven and they <laughs> no. they i'm dead serious i'm dead serious go go check out the luka Doncic. Facebook fan, They're, these guys are nuts. These these guys are justifying premiums on a, you know, a, a, a PSA slab ending in seven seven, right? So there's that too. Um, okay. So so yeah, but like, where do you draw the line with players? Like, how about Anthony Davis, number three? Do you care about that? It, that's why. That's what See, I'm saying. It depends on how how effective their number is, right? In popularity. For me, like I had so, to, I had to look that up. I didn't know. Right, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even was, know right? the jersey number sometimes of, of a hit, right? Until somebody yeah. tells you, right? But with MJ, you know. With Luca, you know, right? Yeah. Gretzky, you know. Yeah. Right. I think if it's for a, a big investment and it's a big player, I think it's worth it. Um, and then from a collector standpoint, I think it's it's worth it. But somebody like AD, where his value right now is, is teetering. Um, unless you're a big 80 fan, like if I was a huge, I live in Los Angeles and I was a big Laker fan of 80s, like my boy. Um, yeah, I, I'll still probably do it. Like, yeah, I, okay. I, I still think it's pretty cool. It's, it's rare. It's unique. Um, yeah. Now, if it was like a BGS 10 versus like a BGS 9 with the jersey number, ooh, that <laughs> might, that might be a little tough. <laughs> When we're talking about tens, that's a little tough. But if that's the, great, the for, grading takes precedence, I used yeah. eight and nine on purpose because those are already kind of like low grades, anyways. And at that point, it's like right. okay, I'm taking the jersey number. That's kind of cool. Okay, I'm not a huge like I don't really care that much about jersey number cards. But you know, if I got a hit and it happens to be the jersey number, you, you know, oh, you're marketing the crap out of that for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> that thing is plastered on eBay. <laughs> eBay one of one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> All right. So, well, ultimately, you know what? This is lesson of the market is the market, right? So, for me, mm. it's interesting to see how things play out in the longer term. But at the end of the day, we always say this collect what you love. If you think it's cool to have a laundry tack patch card, go for it by all means, right? right? If you think it's cool to have a diamond in your card, like, no judgment, go for it. It's just, you know, not appealing to everyone. Okay, so let's end the show then with our regular weekly segment we call Pick One. It's the Hot Takes edition this week where we present two hobby hot takes and then we debate over which one we think is more likely to occur. But I want to start off this week with a regular Pick One sent to us by one of our podcast followers on Instagram. Shout out to Upstate Sports Cards. And he asked us, would you rather have 
one Joe Burrow Panini Prism Silver rookie card with PSA 10 or multiple Joe Burrow Optic Hollow rookie cards, again, PSA 10. So to give you some context, a Burrow Silver Prism is going for about 4K right now with a pop count of 113, just days before the Super Bowl. And an Optic Hollow PSA 10 is going for a little over $1,000 with a pop count of about 250, right? So higher pop count for the Optic Hollow, but a quarter of the price. So if you could get four of those instead of a one what, silver prism. What, what was the pop count of the silver prism you said again? Sorry. One thirteen the last one thirteen versus two fifty. Yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Four K. Jeez Louise, this prism's four K silver. Know, that insane. is nuts. Oh man. Um, it is it is low pop though, so I, you can understand why it's And he's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I still think it's, it's it's overpriced, obviously, but um, man, this is a tough one, actually. Um, I'm gonna still say, oh man, <laughs> it's tough. It's a great question. It's tough because it's usually the other way around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, in terms of pop count, you're usually gonna get the rare, rarity and optic right. hollows, right? So That's it's right. like. It's, uh, did they print prism less right i feel like i feel like yeah i feel optic like football. was there's a pretty big retail presence with optic and i don't think prism prism football may have come out in retail but i don't think there was that much of a print run for a retail right mm-hmm. could be wrong i don't know but i'm i'm gonna go with the optic hollow just because i can't justify that price for for burrow right and yeah, even a thousand at a thousand dollars for a hollow is pretty, uh, pretty relatively pricey, is what I'm saying yeah, for right, for that for sure. as well, right. right? So I don't think you're getting a. I wouldn't buy multiples <laughs> of Joe Burrow. <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, I gotta say optic hollow just because I can't justify that 4K price. It's not like it's a pop fifty. Where it's gonna sustain that price, right? I think as and as more cards are graded, you just never know, right? With with that yeah. pop count as well. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm over the past. You look at you know um, optic hollow versus prism in football in the past. Uh, I think print runs aren't high, anyways. So I think what you see is what you get with with uh, burrow hollows right now. I don't think there's gonna be too too many more, but I could see prisms at that price point now reach in mm-hmm. uh you'll you'll see some more pop out right so usually optic is a lot lower i'm i'm, I'm, I'm surprised right True. so yeah okay optic for hyung uh, i'm with i'm with hyung like normally i would like to wait a bit to kind of see the pop count settle maybe like a year from now or two years from now because once the pop counts start to settle we can now get into the analysis of looking at ratios, right? And if you can see, like it's been pretty regular that the prism sells for 2X of Optic Hollow, then you can have some more confidence of what's the buy here or what's not the buy here. But in any case, a guy like Joe Burrow or Luca or any of these sort of main hot young studs, um, Mm -hmm. if one card goes up, they all go up. Like the, the, you know, if his prism is 3Xing, his Optic will 3X, his Select will 3X. That's usually what happens. Um, 
And in this case, to know that the hollow is a quarter of the price, when usually hollows are like 50, 60, 70% the price of a prism, um, maybe a little different this year based on print runs. I don't know yet. So that's why I would rather kind of wait to see it, how it settles. But just knowing that it's only at 25% seems like the optic is the better opportunity. And then on top of that, to have three or four of them, you know, Maybe this doesn't apply to like a, a purely investor, but for myself, I know as a collector investor, it's great to have two of one card instead of one of another because sure. you're buying Joe Burrow because you really like him. You're not norm, normally you're not buying Joe Burrow because you don't like him, but you're like, yeah, I think he's a good, you know, there's obviously usually some sort of attachment. And if you have two of them, and if let's say Joe Burrow wins a Super Bowl, let's say he wins it again next year, let's say he wins it three, three in a row. And you you're, you think he's the greatest quarterback of all, all time? You have four of them. Like you you can keep one or two for yourself as a collection, and sure. obviously it be it's the attachment wise. You have two or three others that you can sell to use that money to fund other purchases, right? So I think in terms of a collect in, collection wise, dude, it just gives you so much more flexibility. You know, if you if you just had the silver, it's awesome. It's worth a lot of money. But maybe you might feel very, very hesitant to sell it when you should be selling it at a high. But if you have multiples of it, I think uh, investment-wise, it'll be a lot easier to detach away from some of those cards. So, mm. yeah, uh, for those reasons, I pick hollow. Okay, good point. Man, yeah, you're right. The, what's throwing me for a loop is the pop count just being reversed for optic right. hollow and <laughs> silver prisms. Because I was right. just looking at Patrick Mahomes' 27 optic hollow. Um, with a pop count of 600 or so and for silver prism there's about 800 so there's more silver prisms and in terms of the price it's about 2x right 7,000 right now at least for a silver prism of Mahomes versus 3,500 for an optic hollow so to your point John it's it's you know 25% of the cost seems a bit low in terms of ratio right but if you factor in the pop count and Let's assume that the f- pop count stays, you know, r- ratio-wise the same. That silver prisms are still lower in pop count than optic hollows. Then I could see the the I could see that there's a premium. Right. Of the ratio the without, will uphold itself, right? Like at twenty five percent. Exactly. Exactly. So for that reason, you know, and if like Burrow wins a Super Bowl and he has a great season next year and he wins another Super Bowl down the line in his career. Mm-hmm. That's two Man, hot takes the... and really hot takes in, in, in three minutes, guys, for both of you guys. The same hot take. I guess I guess this is a hot takes edition after all. The Bengals win the Super Bowl three coming, years in a row. Coming from guys you know that what? were like, oh, Joe Burrow's out next week. All of a sudden we're talking about two, three Super Bowls. The Bengals being in the Super Bowl is a hot take for the last three weeks, okay? And now it's happening. So how hot is it really? Yeah, we're talking for years now. I love it. <laughs> But uh, I'm playing the upside game, man. Like, I think in terms of value in the lower pop count, I think if Burrow has that kind of success, hot take, um, the prism, silver prism. Oh, that's the, the card to have. Count, yeah, that's, that's the That's going to be the card to have, 100%. To the moon. True. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the card. So, so it's your risk. I think it's the you know safer place to go with Optic Hollow, But I will say this, though. It's, it's interesting because I remember I did have a silver Herbert earlier, and when his prices were bonkers, and the print runs are super low now that I think about it. They're oh, yeah? super low on Prism Football. Um, at huh. least I remembered with Justin Herbert. That's why his prices were crazy 
with mm. it. So you wouldn't see any anything anyone that exists. These PSC tens are selling for like three, four K at the time. And, you know, PSA nines are going for like a uh, thousand, thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred. So I believe that it is a little short printed. Huh. Um so yeah, Clark, you might be onto something. But we already gave our answers, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean I, you know what, if if these if these ratios uphold, let's say twenty five percent is the ratio going forward, like for yeah. football for that year. If let's say what I'm, I think what I the point I was making trying to be, make before, if the silver prism goes to twelve k and it three x's, I'll bet you a lot of money the hollow will go to three k. It'll also three x. So regardless, four four k here or four k there, you're gonna have twelve k at the end of it, right? But having the four hollows, I think, gives you the opportunity, kind of like. You know, cash out, fractional cash out fractional some. ownership. You want you can cash out on some okay. of it, right? Right. But I know just that, that's just how I feel. I think if if a player is hot enough, all of his main cards will X at the same rate for the most part, right? As long as the ratios kind of stay the same. Mm, I can see that, sure. But man, the upside play of a silver prism is is yeah, is, uh... yeah. I can't I can't say against. You know, having the probably what's going to become the iconic card of Joe Burrow. So right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're split, but um, take it for what it is. Upstate sports card. So I hope uh, that helped answer your one v one. All right, let's uh, finish off this segment with our the your hot takes, hobby hot takes. Hyung, you want to share us yours? Sure. You know, I love graded, so I'm going back to the grading, grading <laughs> okay. hot takes. So. <laughs> Uh, PSA 9s are underrated versus SGC 10s are underrated. Okay. I'm going with I'm going with S- SGC 10s are underrated. And I know that's been sort of like this big, big thing. Everybody's been talking about SGC 10s have been underrated. And I, to be honest, it's a great 1v1 question because PSA 9s, a lot of people say, are underrated as well. But more than the company, I think... There's a thought that really scares me is that everybody is putting a ton of money into PSA 10s. Everyone is assuming that PSA 10s are going to stay rock solid forever for a lifetime. What if all of a sudden the hobby changes and PSA is not the king 10 years from now? Like what happens to all of these cards that you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on, right? So that's a scary thought brand wise. But um, I think for me, when I look at the evidence of grading and I look at SGC and why I think SGC is so underrated, obviously, number one, the values is, is like literally half of PSA, PSA 10s. It's probably growing a little bit to 60% right now. But when you watch things like, oh, P- SGC reveals or people getting their grades back, you rarely see people in terms of eye test. So, you know, obviously people who order cards they're not professionals in any way, but there's some sort of eye test, right? Like, oh, centering looks perfect. I don't see anything wrong with the corners. It looks like a great card. When you get SGC cards back, I've never really seen too many customers say, what? Like, a seven? No. Like, you know, most of the time they're like, ooh, I remember sending this one in. Kind of had a bit of a corner issue, and they flip it, and it's an SGC 9.5. Okay, that makes, you know, the... Usually these customers are very satisfied because what they're kind of thinking in the cards or what they're hoping for, it kind of holds true, right? But with PSA, I just see so many inconsistencies. Like people would be like, 
yeah, I kind of, I kind of just sent this one in. Oh, it's a PSA 10. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't know. Or like, <laughs> this one was like a banger card. You know, like for example, Hyung's uh, Bowman first red, um, Pineda, right? The, or the, is it Oscar Gonzalez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, surface PSA the great 7. corners. Corners PSA are 7. immaculate. <laughs> and you're like PSA seven. Why? Like I don't know. And but Hyung is not. That's not a random case. Like I've seen that with many people. Like I think this is a PSA ten. I'm, you know, at least a nine. I'm hoping for the 10 and you flip it and it's like PSA six. Like what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. So I think that eye test alone kind of shows me the consistency that SGC has just from a card. Like if you collecting and you want to know like a good solid number for your grade, like a fair number, um, it, they just seem so much more consistent in their grading and, and a lot more thorough in their quality control process. So for that reason, I pick SGC being underrated. Value-wise, card grading-wise, all of the above. Yeah. Nice. I like those reasons. For me, it's I'm going with SGC 10 as well. Like, I personally, like, um, the more I look at the SGC slabs, they're sweet. Like, I'm, I've really grown into them, the look of it. And um, I think, I don't know if it was Yi Hyung, but you mentioned, like, you showed one of the instagram posts where the gem rate for right the three grading companies like it's hard to get an sgc 10 it is and that's like counterintuitive harder. because because you would think psa 10s are the ones that are the most difficult right and right. you know if it is in fact true that sgc 10s are more difficult to get that 10 grade then then right there it's underrated because right. because the value is there once people start to realize oh sgc 10s are actually a little more rare than i thought so and uh, you know to be honest they're like if they're not already they're almost like the number two grading company like bgs is not doing anything these days you don't hear about them yeah nothing in the news about beckett you know uh or they're just going so slow that yeah they're just losing their market share um day by day right so i think um yeah for those reasons i I love sgc um psa nines uh you know, personally, I've been unloading all my PSA 9s. Like, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> like, I sold my Trey Young Silver Prison PSA 9 because that was tanking. And, you know, the whole basketball card market value is decreasing for sure. But yeah. in terms of what's tanking faster, in my opinion, it's the PSA 9s. Like, because the PSA 10s are what people want right. and they're becoming more affordable. So everyone's going for the PSA 10 and it devalues the PSA 9 even further. So it's just like endless cycle. And I think, um, PSA 9s, I found a lot more value in when PSA 10 cards were a lot more expensive or valued a lot higher than it is now. Obviously, and now the yeah. gap's just closing between the two values of PSA 10, PSA 9. And, you know, it's to the point where you're like, I just want to spend a couple extra hundred dollars for PSA 10. I'll do that instead right. Um, right. Than, than buy a really cheap PSA 9. So for those reasons, yeah, SGC 10 being underrated, that's that's my choice. Yeah, I am gonna kind of agree with you guys. Um, I just, I just, well, one thing to keep in mind too is um, SGC tens are considered gem mints. So when you do the conversion, we're talking BGS nine fives, the equivalent of 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 a a SGC ten, and uh, a PSA ten would obviously be the equivalent because that's their gem gem mint, right? right? But A PSA 10 could also be a BGS 9.5 and vice versa. And a PSA 9 can also be a SGC 10. That's where the 
where it gets right. it's all subjective right. right at that point but mm-hmm. um i think a lot of i think bgs1 doesn't get a lot of love because of the 95 as opposed to the 10 uh just psych- psychologically yes. right even though they're the same grades right because people just love those 10s right um but yeah, I think SGC is super underrated. Um, I think PSA 9s are underrated too because my old strategy used to be if if I really liked the PSA 9, I'd crack it and submit it to BGS, right? Because right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they would be it'd be a 9.5, right? So uh, I think PSA 9s are underrated. Uh, obviously, without that service, um, you know, you can't really do that. But uh, SGC 10s are, are gem mint cards, and they're selling for sometimes 50% of PSA 10s. It just, just doesn't make sense, right? And most likely that that's, that's probably in better condition than the PSA 10, right? So, um, yeah, I say SGC 10s um, are super underrated. And I think we got to remember, SGC is, 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 is the king in vintage, right? Like they're the, mm-hmm. they're the grading company. That's one of the most respected grading companies throughout, you know, the, the, you know, the age of cards. Right. So yeah, um, it's, yeah, they've been around and they just never got love because I think the tuxedo look wasn't for everybody until they kind of rebranded. And I guess now there's no options and they're saying, Whoa, wait a minute. SGC is actually legit. Right. And, the question is, will will they sell, sell, right? And so as it takes time for that, obviously, but that's why we're talking about that they're underrated, right? Because right now, exactly. you know, they they're they're just way cheaper. For instance, I I bought a um, an SGC ten, one of those Max Verstappen uh, Tops Chrome insert cards for like a hundred hundred and thirty bucks, right? And PSA tens are like double. So for me, it's like. Okay, um, I rather spend. It's the same grade. They're both gem mints considered. Um, yeah. I rather spend half and get the card I like, and it's in the SGC slab that looks beautiful. So yeah, it's just yeah. a super underrated play, I think. Uh, and I'm waiting for values to go up on SGC. I think it's it's gonna come soon though. Totally agree. Like honestly, that's what I do with cards. If I look for a card that I like, PSA 10 first, see what the price value is. Too expensive. Mm-hmm. SGC 10. That's my right. second yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, sure. I've been doing that a lot lately, which is crazy. Sure. I thought, I, I, thought yeah. I would never say that, but you know what? It's crazy. Yeah. The hobby changes. Yep. Yeah. Good one. All right, John, you want to? Yeah, I'm going to go um, a buy low darling, two buy low darlings, one, one V one hot take. Ben Simmons before the end of the season, regular season and playoffs. Ben Simmons value will three X. Versus Carl Anthony Towns, one of my personal darlings, will 3x <laughs> before the end of the season. Now, obviously, Ben Simmons, there's some hype right now. He might go to the Nets, blah, blah, blah. And there's a good chance he can win, win the championship. Um, you know, Minnesota's been a bit of a surprise. Looks like they could could make it into the playoffs. They're, you know, they're in line to be in that sort of um, make it playoff, the, the, the playoff tournament. So, you know, they could surprise too, man. Their team is is not too shabby. Um, so hopefully they'll get, get out of the seventh or eighth seed so that they don't have to play one of the big boys up there. But yeah, what do you guys think? Um, yes, yeah, I guess by the time this airs, we'll know what happens to Ben Simmons. Yeah, really bad take. There's some risk. There's some risk in the Ben Simmons pick for sure. You know, I'm going to say he does go to the Nets. I think the Harden-Simmons trades happens. Um, so right there for that reason. 
Simmons is going to three X the you know not three X for sure, but the potential is better for him to three X than Carl Anthony Towns, who if he stays like he's a great player, but still gets no love and playing with the Timberwolves and you know mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards kind of takes that shine a little bit too now and um, you know yeah I, if I was gonna look for a card to invest in between Ben Simmons and Cat um, I'm going with Ben Simmons that's the play. John doesn't like that. But (laughs) I will say, honestly, Carl Anthony Towns can average 25 points per game for the next 40 years, and he still will get no love. His prices (laughs) still will not triple. (laughs) I'm telling you, this guy is a beast, but his prices don't move. So it doesn't matter what he does. He's putting 25 points a a game every season for the last how many years. And no yeah, no absolutely respect. no respect. So, in terms of your hot take, do I think you know, cat is super underrated? Absolutely, I think he's he's a bot. You'd think keep buying all the cats you can until <laughs> you run out of money until you can't buy any more cats, right? That's the that's the logic because long term he's the right investment. In terms of three x value, I agree with Clark. Man, one move like this, and you know what, Ben Simmons, he's he's hungry, man. Like I'm telling you, like. Uh, if if he pushes in a playoff run with, you know, with whatever, with, I mean, his cards could if, take off. With KD, you know? oh man, yeah, like I'm, I, I mean, I could see that actually happening, right? And but I just don't see that with Cat. Cat could score fifty a night for the next three nights. Nobody will know who Cat is, right? So, yeah, it's crazy. He gets no love. So I'd say Ben Simmons will three X before the end of the season, which is a super mm-hmm. hot take, though. Only as PSA nines though. <laughs> nice boys. Uh, I, I'm going to. I, no surprise. I'm gonna pick going cat. I'm going. Oh, I'm going man. down with the ship. <laughs> but you know what? I, I I will say this. I think the thing the, the thing about three xing is you, your mind has to change. Like you are the player. You are what you are. Change my mind. If you change my mind about who you are, I'm I'm going all in. Right. So for Ben Simmons. It's not that I don't think his value is going to go up. I think the his value is probably already going up right now with just the rumor, right? You're selling the the rumor, not the news. Um, mm-hmm. I think when he gets traded, if he does by, by by the time this airs, and he's on the Nets, I think his card will 2x immediately. But 3x is a different story because when he gets on that court and he's sharing the ball with Kyrie and Durant... Like we're gonna probably see the same Ben Simmons. He's gonna get, he's gonna go one for nine from the field, six <laughs> points, six points, nine rebounds, wow. six assists. He will still be like a, a really good player, but we don't know what kind <laughs> he's of not shape. Not a really good player. <laughs> like Those in stats terms of like make him a good player. <laughs> <laughs> but like we don't know what kind of condition he's in. Is he in game shape? We don't know. Like, is he going to immediately gel with these guys after being like this kind of like this sourpuss for the last like six months? We don't know any of that. But in terms of card value, I do strongly believe it's a play that his card will probably 2x by next week. But for Carl Anthony, I don't think it might 3x. But Carl, somebody like Carl Anthony Towns, it's all about team success. If they if they can get out of the first round, let's say they topple the... The Suns or something, and they go to the you know they go to the finals. They go to Western Conference Finals. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It could happen. Um, you're gonna see Ants cards go crazy, and you're probably gonna see Carl Anthony Town 
cards start to hit a new floor. It's not just this false hype, you know, two x three x with Ben Simmons. So Minnesota's, for those uh, reasons, lining up, lining up with Phoenix there, eh? Right now are they are State. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now they're lining up. So hopefully they don't. But um, <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go the other way for that reason. I, I, I think Ben. I agree with you guys. I think Ben Simmons' cards are gonna go up here. But I don't know if it's enough once he's on the court for people to be like, oh yeah, he's he's averaging 30, 10, and ten. Like I don't, I don't think we're gonna see that. So for that reason, I think it's safer bet to go with Carl Anthony Towns, and bet and bet the other way because. I think your money's safer there. I think it can go up, and you know, I, I'm not sure if you'll lose money like you might with Ben Simmons. Hmm. All right, we learned that John's going down with the ship, and he's I about am. to lose a lot of money if he stays on course. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you guys need any cat, you know where to find. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, that was another fun episode, and thank you to all our listeners and subscribers and followers of our podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at cards to the moon and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast and give us five stars. If you enjoyed the show, we really appreciate it. And just like uh, upstate sports cards did, if you want to give us a one V one or pick one of your own that you want us to debate on the show, we, uh, it'll be fun for us to do that too. Like today's uh, Joe Burrow one V one. That was a, that was a hard one. So we appreciate that as well. All right, guys, uh, we, we have new shows every Tuesday. So, We'll see you again next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at Trade You at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.